0: Blog Talk Radio
1: is calling in who's running for state senate in the in the state of Delaware. She's also the um, founder and chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of Delaware. So as we wait for her to call in, I'm a place in worship, and then I will get back with opening prayer, praise, and worship, and we'll kick off the show from there. So sit back. Relax and enjoy the worship portion of Reality in Christ, Worship the Word, here on Blog Talk Radio and True Radio Network.
0: without dreams and never know the thrill of what could be with every star so far
2: I once was blind, but now I see, I once was blind, but now I see, I don't know how, but when he touched me, I once was blind.
1: on Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Thomas Dwayne Smith, and you just got done listening to about 30 minutes of worship and word, and we are now waiting for my guest to call in. But in the meantime, if you hear all the chattering in the background, it's because there's the little bouncing bubbly baby boy. His name is Mr. Minter, so
3: he's hiding over
1: around the corner. So. You know Jesus loved children, and so, hey, you gotta, you gotta love them. Anyway, so let's open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to host Reality in Christ, Worship and Word. Father, we're thankful. For the, we're thankful, Lord God, for the bountiful blessings and being wakened in the morning. So, Lord, I just ask you in the name of Jesus that during this interview tonight, that those who are listening will understand about, get to know who Dr. Kim Warfield is. She's a woman of God principal, former New York City police detective. So, we pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, you get the glory, the honor, and the praise. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You know, today was a really interesting day, but the Lord has a um, tendency to stretch us, especially when he wants us to um, expand our knowledge and our understanding and our communication communication's ability. And, you know... One of the tendencies that I've had over the years, the Lord has given me me wisdom on a lot of things, but a lot of those things, because I've directly dealt with him on them and not communicated them with a whole lot of people, I've never learned to effectively communicate some of the deep things that God has given me but the way that we grow is to increase communication. And so I had to learn that today and it was it was a good um it was a good lesson. It was frustrating because you know what you wanted to say, but you could not really find the right words in the scenario to say it. But once um the communication was realized or once the impact of the words if you will were realized then you know it just kind of it kind of helped everything roll along
3: oh
1: man I just know that um, everything that we do, we must weigh through the prism of God's love. Now, I am going to go get my guest, but while I'm getting my guest, I'm going to play a song Something about the name Jesus I'm not going to play the whole song Because that song is 10 minutes long So I'll be
3: right back
4: We're living in a dead time we're being politically correct. is popular. Let me turn that around again. We're living in a day and time where everybody sings the name God. But nobody wants to say the name Jesus. We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews we don't want to send the error, and so therefore we crucify him of flesh but I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim with every Buddhist with every Jew will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that after the name of Jesus Every knee shall bow So I want every blood-washed believer To not wait until then And if you've ever gone through something You know right here That there's something about the name Something about the name Something about the name Something about the name It's the sweetest name Yeah, It is the
0: sweetest name
4: Sweetest name I know Oh, how I look like Oh, you know how, how I like you, me 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 you me the sweetest name It is Just take a minute and explain to him what, really what you're really trying to say What you really trying to say Some people, some people say I'm crazy I can't explain I can't explain, I can't explain. Oh. The power, when you call his name. When I call his name. That's fire. That's fire. That's just like fire. Where's that? Where's Shut up, up. In my when the Holy Ghost gets to move Say he leave me alone. When the Lord, God, God, God. Everybody. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. About the name Something about the name Is the sweetest name It is the sweetest name Sweetest name I know know. Wave at me if you love that name Oh how I love the name Oh how I love the name Is the sweetest name Tell Detroit for a minute, how sweet, sweeter than honey, sweeter than honey. Yes yeah, yeah. oh, from the honeycomb. Yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. When the Holy Ghost gets a moving, just will not leave me alone. Said He won't leave me alone. Oh no. And I tell every Muslim, make it true. the name of Jesus. the name of Jesus. What's gonna to happen to me? Yeah has got to bow. So tell them to wait. You don't have to wait till the fire comes. What can they do? You can clap your hands. Right now. Pray right now. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about that thing Something is the sweetest Oh, fuck the
1: Radio Network. I am very excited because this guest that we have tonight is a very dear friend of mine. Um, he is a, he's a powerful woman of God. He loves the Lord. Let me just give you a little description of her. Kim Warfield was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. She retired as a New York City police detective and is an ordained pastor. She received her bachelor's degree, her master's degree, and her Ph.D. in Christian counseling. Then she relocated to Dover, Delaware in August 2005. In 2010, she started an outreach, and she is now the founder and the chairman of the board of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of Delaware. She also volunteers her time as she volunteers her time as a counselor at the Hope Medical Clinic in Shepherd's Place, a homeless shelter. Kim is running for the seventeenth district senatorial seat to continue the work he has been doing in the communities in the seventeenth district in Delaware. He believes that Delhi value. So she has started a fatherhood initiative program to acclimate fathers back into their home. Let's see. Technology lost my place. Anyway, that's a brief bio, but even more personally, this, this woman has become a dear friend of mine. Um, we've spent hours on the phone just talking about things And she is a good ally to have when you're pursuing things of God or when you just need someone to pray for you, to lift you up, to encourage you. She is a good, good friend to have. So please join me in welcoming Dr. Kim Warfield the Reality in Christ, Worship the Word. No. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So, Dr. Kim, I know that you're out and about. Um, Just a little bit of background in your own work. Let the listeners know a little bit about your background from the years as a NYPD detective to where you're at today.
5: Well, a little bit of a background, I joined the police department in 1986, and I, um, I was a, a beat cop, what they call us, because we walked a beat. And from there, I was um, promoted to detective because I started doing undercover work, and I ended my career in the chief of detective's office um, back in the year 2000. And I, I mean, I did a lot of, I did an awful lot of undercover work, which I enjoyed um, doing. Um, but at all in all, everything that I've done in the police department, it was all geared towards um, helping the community. Um, they used to call me uh, Officer Smiley because they said that every time they see me, I always had a smile on my face, and I was always there to help them. I didn't like to arrest the um, people on the streets, but it was it was funny. And they loved me so much that I would say, you know, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. And by the time I finished talking with these young men, they would put their hands behind their back. I wouldn't even have to tell them. And they would say, you understand, officer. (laughs) So um, I loved the job, but then there was a call from the Lord. And when I first got into the police department, I was not saved. As I said, I joined in 1986, and I didn't become saved until 1995. And, and how that happened real quickly was my mother was diagnosed with um, colon cancer, and my father had died a few years earlier from cancer. And I said to the Lord, not knowing him, Father, if you heal my mother, I, I didn't even know what I was saying. I didn't know how I was praying. I didn't, I was, at that time, I was going to bed going, um, saying, now I lay me down to sleep. That's how much I didn't know the Lord. And I said to the Lord, if you heal my mother, I will do whatever it takes to serve you. I didn't even know I was saying what I was saying. And I was driving myself to the hospital and I had stopped the car and I started crying and I heard the song come over the radio and it says everything is going to be all right. Well, that was when she was sixty one years old. My mother made eighty three yesterday. So because oh. the Lord kept his promise, I kept mine. So I've been serving well. ever since. So um,
3: yeah,
5: <laughs> I've been serving him ever since. Yeah. And I'm gun-hole for the Lord. And I became a pastor in 1998 and an apostle in 2004. And then I was uh, elevated to the chief apostle, which I head the organization in 2006. And I've been doing work for the Lord ever since. But now the Lord has moved me into a different position um, that he's taken me into the political arena now. And I'm just waiting to see all that he has for me there. And that's where I am today.
1: Amen. So tell tell the listeners a little bit about how you became the founder and chairman of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, which is the largest Christ-centered, multi-ethnic Republican ministry in America. (laughs)
5: <laughs> and I was talking about that tonight. Someone just asked me. It took me a, long, a little while to get on the phone because when I came home, I had, actually had company and they asked me to pray with them. And, um, and we were just talking about that. We just said, she said, how did you become um, part of the Frederick Foundation? And I said, what happened was I went online. I happened to see it. I don't know how I saw it. And I tried to put in an application to join And from there, the president, um, Dr. Timothy Timothy Johnson, happened to see my name, and he got me on Facebook. And he said, how is everything going? I said, everything is going okay. He said, what do you think about being the president of the Frederick Douglas Foundation of Delaware? So I said, well, I had so many things going on at the time. I said, give me some time to clear up some things, and I'll come back to you. Give me until January. That was October of 2012. I said, give me this January 2013, I'll get back. And I kept my word. I'm a woman of my word. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I came back, and February of 2013, I became the president. And because now I'm running for um, state senate in the state of Delaware, I became the um, chair of the board, and I um, relinquished my presidency and um, appointed the um, vice president as the president. Of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, and that's how it started.
1: That is awesome. And I want you to share with uh, share with the listeners how your values, how your ethical values, is going to serve to help your campaign. Because as you know, you have many you have many people now. I'm telling us as conservatives, shut your mouth because. Biblical values don't work anymore. What do you say to that?
5: Well, I I, I don't believe that is true. I believe biblical values do um, work, and um, I am the chaplain of the Republican Party in the state of Delaware. And uh, one of the things that I do is I pray for many of the um, legislators, and many of the people in the party because some of them come to me behind closed doors and they ask me to pray. So I know that biblical values do work because a lot of them want to know more about the Lord. And when I came to Delaware, I heard the Lord say to me, you're going to be instrumental in helping people um, know who he is um, uh, through um, the political arena. He said because many people that run... Um, office or or in office, they don't know who he is. And he said, look, actually, it's the politicians that run the states. They run the nation. And we have to get them in a place of knowing who he is. So that was a mission that I'm on right now um, to get many of them to know more about the Lord. They inquire, they ask questions, they go to church, but they don't have a personal relationship with the Lord and my mission is to help them to know who he is and mostly through prayer every event we have in the Republican Party here I open up in prayer um, any any anything um, any kind of meeting we have I open up in prayer and it took a little while for them to get accustomed to that because they weren't opening up in prayer because they felt that it would offend some people but when I stepped on the um, on the scene and I said to them, uh, I need to be the chaplain of the Republican Party. Um, I was told by the chairman at the time that there's no there was he had no um provisions for a chaplain and I said, Well make one. Make provisions for one which he did. Right. So and because many people have gone to him and said, We need prayer. We need God if we don't get God into this party um, here, we're gonna have a hard time winning back some seats and legislation. So right. yeah, so people are starting to wise up and to say, We can't do this without the Lord.
1: Right. Amen. And that's you know, that's one of the reasons why I find it funny. Especially in a party that's supposed to be for God, how how our national leadership is now saying um, we need to may, maybe tone down the talk on the social issues, but when the other party, if you will, the liberals, are actually picking that up. So, you know, let's one of the things that I want to one of the things that I want you to share with our listeners is um, share about your specific platform. Are you still, uh, you know, what's your platform that you're going to campaign on, the issues that you're going to campaign on that's most important to you and that you feel that the people of Delaware will be able to latch on to?
5: Well, one of the things that the Frederick Douglass Foundation um, is good for is, um, well, actually before I even had the Frederick Douglass Foundation, I had the outreach, and I took the outreach and put it under the Frederick Douglass Foundation. And what is happening with that is for the past, since 2010, I've literally been out into the communities, and I've actually um, worked with um, a fatherhood initiative program because we believe in family values. And I, um, we started our fatherhood initiative program to acclimate fathers back into their households and actually um, to make them the head of the households as well. So what we've done or what I have done is I have gone to different employers to get some of these men hired. Um, I've gotten them, I, I, I've helped them with the job applications. I've helped them write resumes. I've helped them um, do so many um, different things as far as coming back into the household, finding them apartments. Um, housing, um, things of that nature. We also started a woman's um a woman's empowerment program, where we not only build her up as a a woman, but we also help her to know who she is as a wife and as a mother. And then we work with the children, and we mentor them, and we tell them about everyday life. We teach them about everyday life and the importance of going to school and completing your education. So that was one um, um, thing that that we have done. Also, what I have done was I surveyed the different communities to find out um, why the recidivism rate, why the reentry rate here was so high? And I talked to the young men and women, and they said to me that they cannot find jobs. So when they come out of prison, they said that they go back into criminal activity, selling drugs, committing robberies, burglaries, so that they can take care of not only themselves but their families. So they said that when they take, when they go and take, um, um, I'll go and fill out a job application, and they check the box so you have a criminal record, they feel that they are already automatically dismissed. From right. the job. And, and so what we did was we started an entrepreneurship program that we helped some of the ex-offenders start. We have one client that came to us. We got him off of probation. We helped him with his driver's license. He started his own business, and he started hiring different ex-offenders that couldn't find jobs. So that's the program that we're working on now. This young man got his own car. He has his own house, and he was able to get custody of his kids. And then now we are... In the process of starting um, transitional housing that I just got um, information today that they needed some paperwork from us for homeless women and their children because I've had for the past three years homeless people living in my home. So we're trying to work, not only with homeless women, but we were trying to find housing, transitional housing for veterans as well. So with all of that that we um, are trying to put together, and I went to legislators, and this is the reason why I'm running. When I went to my legislators, I was met with roadblocks. So I said that I need to get into office so that I can continue this work in a greater way. And I also said that I want to run this race with the hopes that all can come together to solve the problems that our state is facing, because problem solving is most effective when all parties come together and reach a common goal. And so this is the reason why I'm running for this office, so I can continue the work. If I'm met with robots because the legislators won't help me, then I need to get into that position so that I can continue. That's the, um, why I'm running um, for this seat here. I'm not running against the man. I'm running for the seat because the seat is for the people, and I want to continue to help the people. So that's why I'm running.
1: I like that explanation. Excuse me there. my has a call there, but... I love that explanation. Dr. Kim, um, what, is there, what is one thing that you would like people to know most about you in terms of why you would be an effective legislator? Because, you know, me, knowing you as I have gotten to know you over the last couple of years or so, I'm biased, so... Because I, I I know you have you have my support. For those who don't know you, who will listen to the show later in archives, what what is it? Would you say about you that makes you the right person at this point in time for that seat?
5: One of the things that I wanted to I want to tell the people is uh, well actually I start with this. I have um, um, spoken to many people, and I said the problem that most people have when they run for office, the candidates have when they run for office, is they state that these are the things that I want to do when I get into office. So I'm going to lower taxes, and I'm going to create jobs. But they don't know what they can do when they step into office. I want I want people to know that I, and not only have I been out there to do it, but I, I, I'm i a woman of my word. I'm a woman of integrity. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I, I do everything in my power to do it. That Things that I know that I can do. If it's beyond what I can do, then I reach high to the Lord and, and I go into prayer and fasting. I do a lot of fasting for people. A lot of praying for people. So I want people to know that I am a woman that will do everything in my power to help people to live a better life and to become um, successful in their communities and in society.
3: So that' because
5: I have a heart for people. So I'm not running this off this race because I want to be a politician. I'm not running this race because I want to sit at a seat and look good. I'm not going to sit here and give a polished, politically correct speech about what I would do and forget about when I get in office. I'm running this race on things that I have done already for people and the things that I want to continue in a greater way. So I want them to know that I am a woman of my word. When I say that I'm going to do it, I'll do everything in my power to get it done. And that's what we need now. Integrity. We need truth. Um, people want to hear truth now. And as long as I've been um um doing the work for the Lord, I've always gave my word and I, I did everything in my power to keep my word.
3: Right.
1: Amen. I that's what, that's exactly what I've always known about you. You've been you've been straightforward to the point and you and you're about Getting things done that has a positive and a powerful effect on the lives of people, and that that's one of the that's one of the qualities about you that I respect and admire. So, um, for the last, um, well, actually, you know, I want you I want you to uh, just give one last. As the uh, prosecutor or the defense attorney and the trial do, they give their closing statements. I want you just to take a few minutes, to pour out your heart. Whatever God leads you, if you want to pray, whatever you feel led to do, this is your this is your time. Because I'm gonna tell you this this is this is special to me just being able to interview you and being able to have your word. To share with people when I, because I'm gonna share this broadcast across all across the spectrum. Because anything that I could do to help you get elected, I'm gonna do it. Even though I'm separated from you by a few hundred miles, but I want you to win because you're the kind you're the kind of candidate that we need in office at this day and age and this season in time. So take it away.
5: I want people to know, um, first and foremost, that because I am a servant of the Most High, that I am not doing this for me. I am on a mission for him, for his people, that because my heart goes out to people, I always put them first. I heard somebody say to me one day, how you have joy, you put Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And I often put and not most of the time, I mean, not all of the time, most of the time, I try to put people before I do, even though some people will take advantage, but it's still a place where I still, I will not take it out on the next person because this one took advantage, but I truly want to do things according to the will of the Lord and walk as closely as Christ did when he was on this earth to help the people that are his creation. And my job here is my only thought of running into, um, running for this office is that I put them before I put me. Um, it's, It's not a thing that I ever thought that I would do is run for political office, but if this is going to help the community, help the district that I'm running for, that I can get in there and help them in such a greater way, then I want to do it. I also often tell people, this is not, these are not our seats. These are not our constituents. We, as far as they belong to us, they belong to God. The seat is for the people, and I think some politicians get it mixed up. They think that once they get in, it's their seat. It's not their seat. It's for the people. The people voted us in, and we are obligated to help them and to make it about them. So I just want to say that first and foremost, before I even um, um, close, I just want to say, Thomas, I thank you for considering me to be um, here to interview me, to allow me to speak. I just thank you so much for it um, because I know that you're truly a man of God as well, and I thank God for being your friend. And I just want to say that I... I, I did enjoy myself tonight, but I really want to say to the people, and I want to leave them with this, don't vote party affiliation. Don't put on vote that because I'm this, I'm that. Vote for the person that God is telling them to vote for, that person that is going to help them. Because when you just vote because you're, going down, you're voting straight tickets, you may not get what you need to get from that person, and if that person for years have not uh, uh, um, lived up to what they said they were going to live up to, then it's time to bring somebody else in. It's time out for saying, you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're independent. It's time in for all of us to come together to solve the problems of this nation. So, um I, again, I say thank you so much for uh, inviting me on the line. I truly appreciate you.
3: Well,
1: thank you, Doctor Kim, because uh, you you deserve. Like I said, you deserve the support. And you know me; I'm one of the I'm one of the individuals who I don't get caught up in superstar puppy dog, you know, stars in the eyes type of thing. I like to sit back and watch those individuals who are actually doing, actually doing the work in the trenches, getting down and dirty. And so you are you are one of those individuals. But before we but before we end tonight, because I'm gonna end the show here in a few minutes, I want to ask you one last question. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw this or saw this information, but there was a Heir to the DuPont fortune who in Delaware was given probation for raping his three-year-old daughter. Mm. What do you think about that? Did you hear about that?
5: Your no, topic. I haven't heard about it. Um, I haven't heard yes. about that at all.
1: Yeah, and you're familiar with the DuPont, you know, because of their money that essentially the article said they run things in in delaware from a political standpoint of view but just to give you a background the judge the judge it was a lady judge in delaware said that he needed probation because he wouldn't fare well in prison hmm. as a retired NYPD police detective Give me
5: your thoughts on that. Well, you know, Thomas, um, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Um, and and New York is is completely different from the state of Delaware. Delaware is a small state, and because it's so small, um, um, they tend to know um, each other well. And I I really can, you know because I I can't get into I I'm right now in the process of looking up law. The Lord because they are so completely different from um, they are so completely different from New York. So a lot of things that they do here, that they will arrest this one and release this one, is mind boggling to me. Um, right. And that's another reason why I I am stepping into the office because I need to see what goes on behind closed doors. I can't, as a, a former police officer, what we don't do is we don't speak on things that we don't have the case in our hand. We don't go on opinion. We go on facts. And because I don't know all of the facts, I really can't um, give you my opinion on um, what, and, and this is what every cop that I know, we don't give opinions on what we feel or what we believe. But in any case, um, if anybody has committed a crime, um, they have to do, you know, that slogan. If you commit a crime, you've got to do the time. <laughs> so, but sometimes we know that when you have money, Money will, will talk for you
1: exactly
5: and and
1: yeah, I read the entire article, and it just didn't even make sense to me. I just was wondering if you had if you had heard um uh, about it um, but i accept I accept your explanation and your answer, and it makes sense, so having said that, would you do me the honor?
3: praying
5: to close the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you saying thank you, Lord. We thank you for this Evening, Father, we thank you, Father, for all that you have done in our lives. And even before I petition, any prayers up to you, Father, any more prayers, I ask you to forgive us of our sins, Father, anything we said, done, or even thought that was displeasing in your sight, we thank you now for forgiving us, Lord, so that our prayers can be heard and answered from heaven. And Lord, I bring before you this show, I bring before you your servant, Lord, and I thank you, Father, for this season that you will open up every door that needs to be opened up for him and let him walk through it. And every door that needs to be shut, I pray that you will shut the doors, Father. And those that have the protection around him, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you for even the listeners, that they will hear the hearts of your people on this on tele- on this um, on radio, internet radio, Father. I thank you, Lord, that they will hear not only the hearts, but they will hear that you are speaking through them. So, Lord, I just thank you for using Thomas in such a great a great way in this season, Lord. For, Father, I know that you are going to use him, but I'm asking you to do a quick work in him. And, Lord, I just pray for every listener, every person that's hearing the word, that, Father, that you shall bless them as well. So, Father, I thank you again for all that you have done and what you're about to do in in this season for your saints. In your son's name I pray and I give you thanks. Amen.
1: Amen. Doctor Kim, I really, really, really appreciate you. Um uh, you are a tremendous blessing to me. And um I'm gonna play um uh, to end the show, I'm gonna play a song that's ten minutes long, but it's something mm-hmm.
3: about
1: it's something about the name Jesus. And then mm-hmm. once that's over, I'm gonna end the show. So, folks, I wanna thank everyone for tuning in to another episode of Reality in Christ, Worship, and Word. We had a special interview with Dr. Kim Warfield who is running for Delaware State Senate in the 17th District. So, you know, those of you who will download the episode and podcast, if you want to uh, think about possibly um, supporting her campaign, you want to check her out. Her website is Kim for Senate dot Kim Warfield for Senate Dot com And it's K-I-M Warfield W-A-R-F-I-E-L-D For F-O-R-E Senate S-E-N-A-T-E Dot com So check her out see what she's about So as we end The show sit back Relax and enjoy Something about the Name Jesus and Dr. Kemp,
3: you can lift little. Can...
4: We're living in a day and time. We're being politically correct. It's popular. Let me turn that around again. We're living in a day and time where everybody sings the name God. But nobody wants to say the name Jesus. We don't want to offend the Muslims. We don't want to offend the Jews. We don't want to offend the Arabs. And so therefore we crucify Him of flesh. But I want you to know that there will come a time when every Muslim with every Buddhist, with every Jew, will have to get down on their knees and have to confess that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. So I want every blood-washed believer to not wait until then. And if you have ever gone through something, you know right here that there's something about the Something else. something about Something about the name. Something about the name. It's the
0: sweetest name. Yeah. It's the sweetest name. Sweetest name I know. And I love that name. Oh, how
3: I love the name. John the Bishop. Oh, how I love the name. It's the sweetest name. Yeah. It's
4: well.
0: the sweetest name.
4: Just take a minute and explain to him what you really trying to say. What you really trying to say? Some people, some people say I'm crazy, but I can't explain. I can't explain the power, the power that the field -hmm. when you call his name. When I call your name, that fire, that fire That is just like fire. Where's it? Where's Where's it? Oh, go. When the Holy Ghost just the movement Said so he won't Leave me alone the card, card, the Everybody it's something it's something. yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. was our three-year-old had to take him to emergency room because he had walking pneumonia and she you know you take health for granted until it's your health just like we take food for granted until we run out of food just like we take our spouses for granted until we're walking by the casket and all we can do is wish that we could do things different just like children take their parents for granted I want to let you know, even when we take God for granted, what's so amazing about God is Paul says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve. Mm -hmm. So that means that even in my imperfections, God is still perfect with his grace and his mercy. That's why I don't want people getting comfortable with praising the Lord just when the Lord gives them some. See, you gotta learn how to praise him because of who he is. Preacher, brethren. Because see, when you praise him for who he is, you don't have to wait till the trouble comes to learn how to praise him. I want every blood-washed believer Uh that has fallen in love with Jesus. Mm. I'm not Mm. talking about you having a pair with Jesus. But I'm talking about you love him, you love him, you love him. Not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Everybody, we're gonna sing this chorus together. And even if you can't sing, even if you don't know the words, you can give God an O. And that O can mean to you whatever that O needs to mean to you. Can we sing it right there? Can we sing that chorus right there? Everybody, everybody, we <laughs>
1: Reality in Christ, Worship, and Word here on True Radio and Blog Talk Radio net, Network. Please tune in this Sunday for another episode of Reality and Christ, Worship, and Word. Have a good night and God bless.